You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for this Friday, September 29th edition of the Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. Today we will be reading from the following main articles. Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants and this week putting the garden to rest for the winter. Heart of Broomfield, Gary McKee, a true angel, stands out behind the scenes. We'll discuss the Broomfield events for the week. And Broomfield Days Festival showcases vibrancy of the community. Carrie Pettis, the bookwoman, reviews Ruth Ware's Zero Days, an adrenaline-fueled thriller. And duck races, dock diving, mini clowns galore. Here's what's on tap for Broomfield Days. Broomfield Library Friends Foundation announces their annual bookmark and journal design contest winners. These and other articles. Kelly Rowski is writing about people and plants and putting the garden to rest for the winter. I felt wistful the other day while watering my perennial flowers. The golden echinacea blooms that have delighted my senses are starting to fade and droop. I know winter is coming. I also know there is no point in fighting the inevitable. Winter will arrive whether I'm on board with it or not. In Buddhist philosophy, there is a concept known as impermanence. One definition is that impermanence is the number one inescapable and essentially painful fact of life. We cling to what we want and push away that which we don't like. Sounds perfectly human, doesn't it? I have no problem whatsoever saying goodbye to the sweltering heat, mosquitoes, wasps, and some of the in my opinion, undesirable aspects of summer. On the other hand, I would like to keep the golden echinacea, white geraniums, and scarlet petunias, as well as the tomatoes, peppers, and herbs growing year-round. Fall garden cleanup can either be a revered annual ritual in letting go or a weekend chore. This year, I hope to put the garden to rest mindfully and peacefully without too much sadness. I am beginning to understand that impermanence is neither good nor bad. It just is. Leaves on the lawn, dead flowering plants, and empty bare garden pots. What do we do? For leaves, mulch them into the lawn or spread them around the base of trees, shrubs, and flower beds. You can also toss mulched leaves into your compost, then use them as organic matter next year. What not to do with leaves? Kansas State University shares its Ten Commandments of Water Quality online, the first of which is, Thou shalt not sweep or blow leaves into the street or gutter. Leaves can clog drains, storm drains. Also, as the leaves break down, certain nutrients are released that can lead to poor water quality and algae blooms. Annual flowering pots, especially those in containers, can be removed at the end of the growing season or after a hard freeze. Regarding perennials, 
There are two camps. Cut back the perennials in the fall. Leave the seed heads on as long as possible for extra food for the birds and squirrels. In either case, if the plant was diseased, remove the plant material. Otherwise, it is fine to leave it as organic matter over the winter. Also, remember a lot of wildlife rely on our yards not only for food but also for shelter. Do you have bare garden plots? Then consider green manure. And no, this does not come from a cow. Cover crops can be planted in the fall and tilled into the ground the following spring. They can reduce soil erosion, suppress weeds, and improve soil structure. For more information on cover crops, you can visit the Kansas State website. Heart of Broomfield, Gary McKee, a true angel, stands out behind the scenes. Heart of Broomfield Angel Award winner works diligently, quietly, and with a passion for helping. A cornerstone of the Health of Broomfield, Heart of Broomfield Angel Award is working to serve and improve the lives of others while no one is paying attention. According to those who know him, that's Gary McKee. This Heart of Broomfield Angel Award allows more people to see how one person can work tirelessly, selflessly, passionately, and by choice in the background to bring about more good into the world. This according to Joanne Stokes, who, along with fellow Rotarian Esther Worker, nominated McKee for the award. The trio met as members of the Rotary Club of Broomfield Crossing. The Rodeo Club... Rotary Club, excuse me, connection is what gave the duo the idea of nominating McKee for the award. It was easy to see that he was a member who quietly held everything together and got things done, Stokes said. He just goes about his everyday life embodying, as our Rotary motto says, service above self. Yet, for all his activities, he is genuinely modest. And in this day and age, that is refreshing. Worker echoed the sentiments. He's the best angel of Broomfield ever, Worker said of McKee. He shows up 15 minutes early for everything. His priorities are God, family, and community. Gary is unspoken Broomfield's blessing and a true angel. McKee moved to Broomfield in the second grade in the early 1960s and has lived here ever since. He graduated from Broomfield High School and Regis University, earning a technical management degree. He worked for AT&T and Lucent Technologies for 30 years, then started his own consulting business in 2001 before retiring for good. Through it all, he used his technical savvy and community-focused personality to jump in and help wherever he saw fit. He even met his wife in the 1970s while serving on the Broomfield Volunteer Ambulance Service. I am humbled and surprised to have been chosen for this award, he said. I have always believed in giving back to the community and have worked to try to make a difference in everything that I do, whether it be through scouts soccer clubs, our church, United Church of Broomfield, or the Rotary Club of Broomfield Crossing.
According to Stokes, McKee plays an integral role with the Rotary Club, currently serving as the fundraising chair for the club and as treasurer for the group's charitable arm, the Broomfield Crossing Rotary Foundation. Each position requires Gary to handle mind-numbing detail and paperwork, which Gary completes without complaint. As an example, Stokes pointed to McKee's countless hours spent completing the Rotary District grant process in support of the group's bulk food repackaging project, which supplies 600 pounds of dry goods a week to Broomfield Fish for distribution. In fact, he coordinated our club's contributions, donations from two other Rotary Clubs and the district grant to fund the packaging of over 33,000 pounds of bulk food at a cost of almost $22,000, Stokes said. He also put in, puts in the work to receive the grant again this year. He even runs the forklift when all of the 50-pound bags are delivered to the warehouse, she added. As if that weren't enough, Stokes said McKee is the driving force for the logistics behind the club's Palisade Peach fundraiser, plays a pivotal role as treasurer at his church, and leads the annual lawnmower clinic among, among many other projects there. Gary has the biggest and most modest heart of anyone I know. He performs his activities not for any recognition, but because he believes in the purpose or cause and wants to help in any way he can. He's a role model, although he would blush if you suggested that to his face. To those who do not really know him, he may appear to be nose to the grindstone and all business because he's always busy and usually very quiet. But there is a sense of humor and smile just below the surface that we cherish. Heart of Broomfield Awards celebration will be September 29th at the Chateau at Fox Meadows. For more information or to purchase tickets or sponsorship, you can visit the Broomfield Community Foundation's website at broomfieldfoundation.org forward slash heart. Broomfield events for this week. On Tuesday, the Broomfield's Children's Chorus Choir Registration open to all kindergarten through 12th grade singers. This will be at 4.30 p.m. on Tuesday at the Holy Comforter Episcopal Church. Broomfield Crossing Rotary Club. You can join the weekly club meeting to network with fellow community members, share updates on service projects, have breakfast pizza, and enjoy a weekly program on various local and global issues. They meet at 7.15 a.m. on Tuesday at Infinitus Pie, 145 Nickel Street in Broomfield, and the event is free. On Wednesday, Children's Consignment Event. 200 local families will be selling their gently used children's clothing, baby gear, shoes, toys, and sports equipment. This will be at 11 a.m., just between Friends, located at 170 East Flatiron Crossing Drive in Broomfield. On Saturday, the Health and Wellness Expo. Boost health and wellness at this expo and experience bottle smashing, cooking demonstrations, beamer sessions, mini Reiki, hand makeovers, and other energy healing modalities. Healthy food and drink samples, 
vision setting, and more. This will be at 10 a.m. at E-Motion, 9140 West 100th Avenue in Broomfield. The cost is $11. Also on Saturday is the Mountains Majesty Brass Band Concert. The Rocky Mountain Brass Works opens concert session with music that reflects the beauty and majesty of the Rocky Mountains. This will be at 4 p.m., at Broomfield Auditorium, 3 Community Park Road in Broomfield. The cost ranges between $10 and $20. This year's Broomfield Days Festival has brought thousands of people outside this weekend to band together in celebration of the Broomfield community. Saturday, the primary day of the event, saw more than 300 vendor booths fill Broomfield's Midway Park for the annual fall festival. Kay Gasaway, the community events coordinator for the city and county of Broomfield, said the event organizers expect between 20,000 and 25,000 total attendees this year. Gazaway said the purpose of the festival is to build community pride and expand Broomfield residents' perspectives of what goes on in their city. New families may not know some of the schools or the performances, and that gives them a way to discover new things about what's great in our community, she said. Gazaway explained that Broomfield Days began more than 40 years ago as a fundraiser for local nonprofits. The city and county has maintained the tradition by asking all vendors to donate a portion of their profits on Saturday to a charity of their choice. We are still honoring that piece, the mission behind Broomfield Days, Gazaway said. The nonprofits support our community, so today our community supports our nonprofits. The centerpiece of Saturday's festivities was the Broomfield Days Parade, which had 72 entries this year. For more than an hour, Midway Boulevard was lined with floats representing Broomfield area schools, nonprofits, businesses, veterans organizations, and clubs. It's a little slice of America, said John Long, master of ceremonies for the parade. A day for the fine people of this incredible town to get together, watch a classic parade, and eat some great fair food. Also joining the parade was Broomfield Mayor Gailene Castriota, Broomfield City Council members, and this year's Grand Marshal, Susan Spriggs. Broomfield has grown, but it still feels like a small town, Spriggs said. It's just a really nice time for everyone to feel that connected spirit, and that's just how Broomfield is. Other than the parade, guests had plenty of entertainment options on Saturday. For those willing to wake up early, the Rotary Club of Broomfield Crossing kicked off the day with a pancake breakfast at 7 o'clock, followed by a 5K race and a one-mile fun run. The family friendly nature of the event brought a wide range of kids' activities, including a clown contest, petting zoo, rock climbing wall, and bounce houses. Kids and adults alike could also enjoy the festival's car show, food trucks, and music performances throughout the day. Guests also gathered on Saturday to watch dogs leap leap into a pond of water in pursuit of balls, frisbees, and other toys. The competitions were put on by Rocky Mountain Dock Dogs, 
a local club that has been attending Broomfield Days for 14 years. The event, which began with a golf tournament and bingo night on Friday, continues Sunday with more Doc Dogs competition at Midway Park. Broomfield Days was our very first club ever event, and we're still here, said Dog Dogs founder Tracy Burlingame. It's so much fun, and it just gets bigger and better every year. Broomfield Library Friends Foundation announces an annual bookmark and journal design contest winners. Morgan Connors has been going to the Broomfield Library since before she could walk. Beginning with the Baby Storytime program and continuing to today, where Morgan is now in ninth grade, she has always had a passion for the literary and creative world. And now... That keen interest has made Morgan a winner in the Broomfield Library Friends Foundation 4th Annual Bookmark Design Contest and 1st Annual Journal Design Contest. Morgan's winning piece for the Journal Design Contest depicts a mighty black dragon with blue wings, something she said she loves to draw. I like to do a lot of creative art things. I like writing and drawing and coding and everything creative, she said. I really like dragons, and I like to read about them and research them and then draw and make crafts with them. When at the library, Morgan said she heads straight to the fiction section where she checks out as many fantasy books as she can find. I like any of the genres under fantasy, like science fiction and dystopia and steampunk and that kind of thing. I check out tons of books and then read them really fast. The Journal of Morgan Design will be available for purchase on Amazon for $10 at on the Amazon website with all proceeds going to benefit the Broomfield Library Friends Foundation. Morgan is one of four winners in the Foundation's annual design contest. The other three winners design bookmarks that have been printed and are now available at the library for free. The Broomfield Library Friends Foundation began as a group of volunteers in the 60s dedicated to promoting library goodwill and contributing to the cultural life of the community. Since then, the foundation has grown and changed into a nonprofit organization focused on raising funds and promoting awareness and enjoyment of the library's programs and services in the greater Broomfield community. Both the bookmark and journal design contests are judged by the foundation's board of directors, where they look at the designs without any artist information attached. This year, both contests were competitive, requiring the breaking votes from the board. One of the bookmark design winners in the three to five age group was Chloe DiMalanta, who drew a blue horse with a red mane. I like drawing horses. I also draw pigs, she said. I really like drawing. Chloe is in kindergarten, and her favorite library books are the ones about bunnies and unicorns. The other two bookmark design winners were Harper West in the 6 to 8 age category, with her art of flowers and a bright sun, and Sophie Jigman in the 9 to 12 age category, with her design showing a group of animals gathered around a book reading together.
This week, Carrie Pettis, the bookwoman, reviews Ruth Ware's Zero Days, an adrenaline-fueled thriller. Zero Days by Ruth Ware begins with a thrilling, fast-paced first chapter where we are introduced to Jacintha, or Jack Cross, and her husband Gabe. The text makes it appear that Jack is breaking into a huge industrial complex in the dead of night. But, spoiler alert, she's actually on the job doing a pen test for the company. Penetration tests are security checks that businesses purchase. They pay an expert, Jack, to see how easy it is to break into their building and steal their secrets. They can then upgrade their security based on her advice. Jack comes home in the wee hours, exhausted after this job, to find someone has broken into her house and killed Gabe. She is naturally devastated, and it takes some time for her to compose herself and call the police. This will work against her as the investigation begins. The spouse is always the first suspect. When Jack finally realizes how fraught the situation is, she slips out of the police station and begins to search for Gabe's killer herself, using the considerable skills she's acquired over the years. Eventually, she learns that there is almost no one she can trust. The pace never slackens in the eight days covered by this well-written thriller. There's a lot of tech jargon that I wasn't able to comprehend, but my advice is just go with it and keep reading. The book is worth it. Moonlighting, the 80s Bruce Willis breakout series, will finally begin streaming on Hulu. Cue the Al Jarreau, Sybil Shepherd Hive Rise. Bruce Willis Zen's Rejoice. Moonlighters Make Yourselves Known. The popular 80s ABC drama series Moonlighting is finally making its streaming debut on October 10th on Hulu. The program, which premiered in 1985, starred seasoned actor Shepard and up-and-comer Willis for his breakout role in the show Die Hard. The actor nabbed a primetime Emmy for the lead actor in a drama series in 1987. Moonlighting ran for five seasons from 85 to 89 and garnered 41 primetime Emmy Award nominations. The show will land on Hulu after a year-long battle by series creator Glenn Gordon Karen to get Moonlighting on a streaming service. The process for getting it to a streamer was held up by the high cost of clearing the rights to the large amount of music used in the show. Karen felt an even greater sense of urgency since Willux was diagnosed last year with frontemporal dementia eventually ending his legendary career. I've been campaigning on this since 2005, saying, what can we do to get it back in circulation? Karen told the LA Times earlier this year, it's frustrating. There are bootlegs and things on YouTube, but the show has been almost impossible to watch. When I saw that Universal was able to get Miami Vice out there, another show that's lardered with music, I thought, well, there's got to be a way for us to do it also. Thank you for joining us for Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine.
AINC programming is brought to you in part by the Broomfield Community Foundation. Broomfield's leading partner and voice for philanthropy since 1993. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.